To our podcast, do you love it? I'm Des Andrew, joined by my co-host Devin DKC. What's up? Hey, Boo! I missed you. I know, I missed you too. (laughs) It's so good to see you on camera. I know. Our DMs were were fun, though. I'm glad we we kept in touch, um, at least through DMs. But it's so different on camera. It is for sure. Well, I'm definitely happy to be back from our break and back in my hometown, my small little hometown. I appreciate it more and more every time I leave. Like, I went to San Antonio, which is where I was living all of last year. And that's a big town. Like, I always knew that when I was moving there that it's, I, well, I thought it was the eighth biggest city in the U.S., but apparently it's the seventh biggest city in the U.S. Wow. And I'm from a small little town where things close at nine and, you know. <laughs> The only thing open after that is a donut shop. And that used to be like popping back when I was younger. We'd like all go and there'd be a long line. You'd all wait. And then you hang out on like the little, it's like a park bench. <laughs> like it's really nothing. <laughs> it's nothing fancy at all. Wow. But I love it. I appreciate being back in my small town. Yeah. When I was in Texas, I didn't see any uh, like wildlife. I don't know if that's what you call them. Like farm animals and stuff. <laughs> oh. And I kid you not. <laughs> I kid you not. You know how I always like you're always surprised with my stories about this agricultural town I live in and like the country mm-hmm. stuff, right? Yeah. The bumpkin. <laughs> um, <laughs> literally the other day before I left to Texas, I was just coming up through like the back roads uh, to get to my place. Mm-hmm. And there were a field. I maybe counted like 40. Well, I didn't actually count, but you know, kind of just, <laughs> so- <laughs> just uh, rounded up. There were like goats and cows and sheep just running along the side of the 101 freeway what <laughs> in this big open field and then there's like the the small little airport it's like uh like a lot of private jets and stuff flying through there and mm-hmm. uh, helicopters and stuff and it's just like so random but that's totally the culture of <laughs> the town i live in just goats running along oh while gosh. you're at a red light <laughs> i can't imagine anytime i see I a know. goat like i haven't seen that many goats in my life so anytime i see one i'm like oh my god it's a goat and for you it's It's just like on my way to work (laughs) i have names for them and everything (laughs) oh my god (laughs) no i just gotta that is too funny they are cute i like goats (laughs) and you were on vacation uh somewhere a little bit more glamorous right (laughs) just a little bit more glamorous than texas (laughs) yeah i went to vienna and that's in austria let me clarify thank you yeah i <laughs> knew that everyone. australia or right yes does knew that or france um <laughs> or france. that was my best guess when you told me that <laughs> yeah but it was incredible it was such a beautiful city um it's so rich in culture literally if you love the arts like any type of art music fashion visual arts um there's just so much to do culinary arts well yeah actually no there are culinary arts things there even though like the cuisine of 
like Vienna is more yeah. like schnitzel and Vienna sausages are a thing. Oh, okay. I had. They're not like right. the American ones at all. They're actually quite good. Um, and yeah, so I went to see like the Mozart Orchestra because Mozart wow. was from Vienna. And everybody wore those like white Mozart wigs um, in the orchestra, not in the... I didn't wear one, is that... but... And just walking through town, uh, is, are those like the like the presidential wigs from like yes, George Washington? Very days? similar, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was really cool. We went to one of those like immersive art experiences. I know they have Van Gogh and I think maybe Picasso. We went to Gustav Klimt, which is one of my favorite artists, um, and it was really really cool. So I'll be moving tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna take another vacation. See you in three weeks. No, <laughs> I actually am gonna go back in October because we loved it so much. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah, it was great. And you were celebrating, right? Yes, we were celebrating. So originally, I was supposed to go there in March to go see one of my favorite bands, Moonchild. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to them, go listen to them. Um, but because COVID numbers were high in March, they postponed. And then the venue reached out and said it's rescheduled for September 13th, which is like a week and a half before my anniversary. So we were like, Mm. oh, well, let's just make it our anniversary trip this year. So we went, we went and saw the Moonchild concert. And oh my God, Amber Navarin, who's the lead singer, came up to me after the concert and was like, I just have to tell you that your energy got me through the show. I love Oh my God. Yeah. And I told her, like, girl, I've seen you, like, four times before. You should know me by now. Um, But, yeah. (laughs) Well, shit, it seems like she does. (laughs) That's, like, really cool. It was awesome. It was literally a dream trip. I had such a great time. Oh my god see your life is so we live such i'm talking about goats that's the highlight of my week and you're in a damn mozart uh orchestra like what the hell that's that's so cool i want to go I see goats never too even though <laughs> i know see and i loved it it pleased me <laughs> i got a cool little high off of it for like three three minutes or so <laughs> That's so cool, though. Like, you're so close to everything that, again, we all know I'm horrible at geography, but, like, hearing that you can go to Greece one day and you'll go to London the other day and now Vienna that I've just learned exists. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's so cool because you must be so close to all those places that it's not, like, a giant trip, right? Exactly. That's part of the reason why we wanted to live in Europe is because it's just so accessible to get anywhere that's why i always tell my friends even if you want to come to europe you don't have to come to the country that i live in i can literally like hop on a train or a plane for like i think when i visited lara in london in may it was 17 dollars euros to fly to london so like if you guys come to europe just let me know i will come and meet you in whatever country city that you're in oh my god that's cheaper than my lift to go to downtown in my <laughs> in my county whoa okay that's really cool yeah mm-hmm. hell yeah it's very to keep that in mind mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Well, there's been a lot going on. We missed a lot of TV to cover. Mm -hmm. um, of course, we opted out of the Beverly Hills stuff on our last episode. And it was really cool to relive like the early 2000s and yes, do all that. that. Was so much fun. Yes. We got some love from the Girls Next Level podcast. They uh, saw our post and did a cute little... Well, it was just a like, but to me, it was more personal than just <laughs> tapping like. <laughs> yeah. Aw, that's so, so nice. So, love that. And we're going to make up for lost times in this episode. We have a lot to cover from Beverly Hills and Atlanta. Of course, Salt Lake City's premiering um, this week yes. in Potomac in just a couple mm -hmm. weeks. Before we get to that, oh my God, I... I'm a huge Big Brother fan, as we've talked about a little bit before. Mm -hmm. I know that you were on Love Island. You were <laughs> occupied <laughs> following those cameras for shit, like a few days a week, huh? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Big Brother is like three times a week, which is a lot. And it's not always the most entertaining. I think for sure the eviction night is entertaining. It's live. Yeah. Um, and usually the HOH competition is entertaining, but... I feel like they, they need to figure out a different way to uh, spread out their actual tapings and when they air on TV. Because sometimes, like, I just, I love the show. So I go on um, Twitter and I read, like, the spoilers because, mm -hmm. you know, they had, like, the live feeds. So I know what happens, like, the next day after eviction night. And you literally just wait, like, four days until the next one airs. But oh, wow. anyways, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. <laughs> They finally crowned the winner of Big Brother 24, and I'm so excited who won. This is someone that I loved from the moment she stepped into the house. She's so gorgeous, and uh, she's from Michigan, and she won like Miss Michigan or one of those pageant things. Oh, wow. So it reminded me of Kenya, my other girl from Michigan uh who has a crown. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yes, and she made history becoming the first black woman to win a non-celebrity version of the show. Wow. Of course, in the celebrity version, we had Tamar Braxton who won. Oh, um, right. But, mm -hmm. I mean, shit, 24 seasons of one show for this to be the first, I think that's not soon enough, I guess right. is what I'm saying. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. But at least in today, I want to rejoice that she won. She is now going to be the person in history that always has that title of being the first winner. Yeah. And women don't always win the show. So anytime a mm -hmm. woman's in the final, I'm always usually rooting for her because I want to see more of that, you know? It for can't be sure. the same fucking guys that stick together. They take out all the women. And it's like, it's it's the same story. So this season was really cool to see her win. Uh, she was nominated on the block. That's the terminology when you're at risk of being eliminated to the people that don't watch. And uh, she was on there six times. So she avoided being eliminated six different times. Wow. She was like, yeah, people were really ganging up on her in the first couple weeks, which is really annoying. And I don't remember there being like a valid reason why. Uh, a bunch of the girls were saying, oh, she's not a girl's girl. She's not trying to like connect with us. She's only hanging out with the guys. And then you it's go a on. competition. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you need shields. Right. <laughs> But um, yeah, Big Brother, Twitter, they they clock everything and they were not having it. So I'm glad that I was reading what the tweets were saying, what the live feeds were saying. Um, and look, now she gets the last laugh. Ha ha. Period. You guys are. 
on the outs, and she is the winner. She took home 800, I think a little over $800,000 being the winner. Because she also became the first winner to also be crowned America's favorite player. The winner has really? never also been crowned America's favorite. Yeah. Wow. You go, girl. I know. I know. That's right. So congrats, Taylor Hale. I don't know if I said your name, but Taylor Hale, you are the winner. <laughs> Hopefully she's going to get like a brand endorsement from Lay's potato chips because that was like her thing. She was always in the house eating Lay's potato chips. That just, oh you know God. how they do the little quirky uh, uh, clips of what people are doing the most of. And this person doesn't shower or this person eats chips this person's always working out like stuff like that yeah so wow i just I saw that they had a her. bag of lace potato chips i oh. was craving <laughs> literally craving they're yes. like so good i don't have them often, you subliminally I... knew that mm -hmm. we were going to be mentioning them so lays you can also give us an endorsement deal. <laughs> <laughs> yes so we are also sponsored by lays this week guys <laughs> Check out your local grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited that uh, I'm not excited that Big Brother's over because I love that show, but I'm excited that the winner is someone I finally agree with. My gosh, uh, someone that I've been rooting for. So congrats yeah. to her. Yay. Congratulations. Yay. And please come on our show. I can't find any of your contact information anywhere. So <laughs> please come on. <laughs> Uh, well, jumping into The Real Housewives, I bet you have a lot to say because you were so excited about the Aspen trip, right? Mm -hmm. That was like I what was. you were looking forward to. Yeah. So why don't you start us off? What were your biggest takeaways? Again, we have like three episodes to talk about, I think. Yes. Um, what are the most memorable standout moments from these past three episodes in Aspen? Okay, first we have to talk about the Aspen looks because yeah. the girls were giving, okay? Yes. Garcelle, mm -hmm. Cherie, even Kyle. Like, I love her, like, when Kyle gets in her Americana, like, yeah. standard look. I, I don't know what, what you call that style, but I love it. The girls looked amazing, every single one of them, even Diana. <laughs> um <laughs> oh <laughs> so we had like they spread this trip through three episodes which i didn't expect um and so i guess the the first biggest thing was the rehashing oh my gosh it feels like an old scab that's like <laughs> nasty and just like digging up dug up digging up i don't know whatever of this battle between Sutton and Erica. Yeah. I don't know how many times we have to go through it. They just I know. Don't like each other. And then they say they do. And then they say they don't. Yeah. And... That wasn't very genuine. <laughs> <laughs> that was really weird. She goes, I really like you, Erica. And and then when Erica goes, I do too, I'm like, that's so fake. Like I get it, like you guys are in a happy moment, but no you don't. You guys don't like each other. Exactly. I mean, none and of that's us believe okay. you. Just say that you yeah. don't like each other and keep it at that. But I guess it it is hard to have to work and film with each other, but whatever. Um, and so it was Erica who called Sutton the forbidden four letter word of the housewives. Starts with the C. Charisma, uniqueness, <laughs> nerve, and talent. <laughs> yes. Put that positive spin on it. <laughs> I mean, 
is it really that bad of a word? I'm glad you're bringing this up. Let's kind of let's get into that for a second. Like, I'm not a woman, and I know that 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 word is uh, is more of a, a cut to a woman if you're being on the receiving end of that word. Yeah. I don't use that word because I know it's just such a grimy word. Uh, at least my girlfriends have told me that. I've had so many that say that's just that's just such a gross word. Like, ew, I don't use it. So I kind of just take the lead or take their lead on on my feelings about it again i don't use it but um i don't know so how do you feel about it do you use it are you offended if someone uses it against you um see i guess for me being in the queer community and being around so many queer people like you know we've taken the word and and spun it yeah and it's more like like if your outfit if you look good like yes that's cunty hunty <laughs> like you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. i don't see it the same way mm-hmm. i've never used it in a like a derogatory way towards someone so like I, I, that wouldn't be like i could call you 50 things before i call you that like yeah. that are worse yeah but i do know a lot of women that just like that is the most vile thing that yeah. they could ever be called so yeah, I've heard of that. I yeah, I mean for me I wouldn't be offended if someone called me. I guess maybe it would depend on who it comes from, but I don't think that I would personally be offended. Okay. Well Sutton was, <laughs> right? <laughs> she was very, very offended. Sutton you're so you're talking about when she brought it up when they were all like around the Ouija board, which is another thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I, I did a Ouija board with my friends. I think we were fresh out of high school. And uh, I mean, I think it was from Toys R Us. So I don't know how accurate it was. <laughs> I don't think I would do that these days, though. Um, but I, I don't care if people, other people do. It's, it's nothing to do with like, oh, I don't do this. So no one else can or I don't want to be around it. I just yeah, don't think yeah. I would participate in that. So that was one thing. Yeah. Um, and then they bring up how... Well, how did it start? Because it didn't start with with uh, Sutton. Didn't it start with... Oh, yeah, yeah. With Garcelle unfollowing Kyle. And they were oh, talking about... Yes. <laughs> they were really trying to, like, uncover the true meaning behind it. And it's not that deep. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> it's as simple as it sounds, I think. Exactly. I think they were definitely fishing. And like these women do, it's like you bring up one thing that's really not that big... And it's like, oh, hey, but actually, you know, my feelings were hurt on, on this yeah. day. And it's like, why do we have to do this? <laughs> yeah, that happens in pretty much every uh, group sit, uh, setting that they do. Like at every <laughs> dinner, every charity event, this happens mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. So Sutton brought up that uh, she, that Erica never apologized for calling Sutton the C word. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think Erica feels sorry for it so (laughs) that's why she didn't she didn't really you know give her what she wanted and then of course diana chimes in and that's what made the episode get as uh, intense as it did it's because diana jokes and says well maybe it's because you are one and then of course they don't hear it so she has to repeat herself again and goes oh no i said well maybe it's because you are one (laughs) and erica's laugh was fake you know you guys know i love erica but that was such a fake laugh. She was really hyping it up. And she yeah. she made it seem, I think, I, I can only imagine how Sutton felt in that moment. But I think maybe that's 
what made it seem like it was everyone piling on because Erica started with this like loud fake laugh. Yeah. I don't remember most of the girls laughing though. I think some of them no, were laughing like was... appalled, like, oh my God, did you just say that? Sort yeah, of thing. I think like Dorit kind of did like a nervous kind of like, like a sigh laugh thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Erica did like that huge, like mean girl evil, like yeah. exaggerated. <laughs> but I didn't... <laughs> like, come on. No one laughs like that. Nobody. <laughs> no. But yeah, I mean, I, I do think that was, that was mean. It's I I'm not gonna lie. When Diana reiterated herself, I kind of chuckled. Like what? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't like Sutton, so I I guess I was one of the mean ones laughing with her, but I wasn't <laughs> laughing out loud like Erica. I was just like, oh my god, that's funny that you said that. Right. Yeah. For sure. But Sutton but was Sutton felt like people bothered. weren't defending her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though Garcelle was. Exactly. Garcelle always does. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sutton is very fragile. I think we've learned. Yeah. I question when when she's crying, if it's always genuine. Yes. Like that almost seemed like she was like really coaching herself to bring those tears out of her eyes. Like she's like, okay, think of something just very terrible and let me start crying. <laughs> the accent. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, not to get deep or whatever, but I mean, she is a product of her environment and she very much fits that description of like Karen like okay let me cue the tears Mm -hmm. um here they go yes so I'm not surprised no me neither (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so I guess I did take Diana's side on that one uh it's funny that she left though I don't really get why she was like (laughs) then it became oh I have to leave I don't know that whole situation yeah very cliche housewives um then uh moving into i don't know if it was the next day or the day after where erica blew up the next night. at the cast yeah that really made the internet roll uh i know we were off for that and uh, i was trying to follow as much as i could to see everyone's opinions because i mean pretty much everyone's opinions are always on team sutton which i still will never understand but <laughs> anyways this fight was more of a, a Garcelle and Crystal, right? Like Erica blew up more toward, well, I think more towards Crystal than anybody. Yeah. Um, but Garcelle's the one that really brought it up at the mm-hmm. dinner table and then again at the house afterward, after they were right. done with dinner. Yeah. So what were your thoughts? Did she uh, blow it out of proportion? Was Erica justified in her reaction or the things no. she was saying? No. I think she definitely blew it out of proportion. Like, Erica, read the room. Like, you're literally this woman who, okay, yes, you've been through a lifestyle change. I get it. Like, I can have empathy for the fact that, you know, you don't have your two planes and your yacht and, you know, your whole (laughs) service team. Like, okay, girl, you get this much empathy from me. But it's like she's, like, tugging and pulling at something that's not there when, like, it's one thing if you want like your friends to better support you, you could say that personally, like, Hey, like, I know this is a really shitty time and these shitty things happen to these people. And I didn't have anything to do with that. And I want you to just be here for me in this moment, but she was never vulnerable enough or let herself be vulnerable enough to say that to these women who she's close with. And that's all people wanted. Like, 
even the fans like i was a huge mm -hmm. erica fan if she would have came out and been genuine and like i don't know maybe shed a tear about <laughs> someone other than herself mm -hmm. like the tragedies that occurred and then like the treatment of those victims from her husband like maybe we would have a little more empathy for you erica but you just want to like want us to feel bad for you for what you had to downgrade to a $3 million house instead of a, you know, $15 million house. Like, I don't feel bad for that. <laughs> like, yeah. and I don't understand. I think that she went after Crystal a little harder because Erica, I think, notoriously goes after who in the group she thinks is the weakest. Okay. She's the mean girl. And she she knows that Garcelle is going to knock if you buck. <laughs> Yeah. And like Garcelle has shown her plenty of times, like, girl, I'm not phased. Yeah. And so she had to go to Crystal because Sutton is still over here crying because, you know, she's <laughs> charisma, uniqueness, you know, nerve and talent, all that stuff. So I just, Erica, that was, you looked like a little snakish. Like it was not a good look. But I don't know. What did you think about it? Yeah, so um, I don't know. So I definitely don't agree with her statement of saying that I don't care about anybody else but me. Like, that's just not something you say, especially right. when you're on a TV show with as big of an audience as you have. This is a pop culture you know, phenomenon, not to keep saying that over and over, but it really is. And people yeah. report on it on a weekly basis. Like, this is what the pop culture media outlets are constantly covering so you know mm -hmm. that like there's a lot more at stake saying this on camera um right. then there is saying it off camera which is still not a nice thing to say um so i think that she was wrong in that uh i don't i, I don't know I, I try to watch it and think from the mindset that okay she's not guilty she's not guilty right like she's proving her innocence rather than being proven guilty because everyone's just looking at her that way right. with the earrings thing um yeah you know i i think the first time she heard about that if i don't know how it worked legally if if she um or i guess if like the court system whatever whoever was asking for the earrings and she said no then that would have been really sketchy because she made it sound like when that time comes when they do ask for me to turn these over then i will so I, I don't know what's true because I feel like I've been hearing about this way before the Aspen trip about them right. asking for those earrings, right? Mm -hmm. The fact that she wore them on the show, I think, was tacky for sure. Very tacky. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but again, part of me just kind of, I don't know, like I, I kind of get what she was saying about how like, you know, I'm not going to... Uh, take responsibility for something that I didn't do or for something that I had nothing to do with by by I guess saying like yeah you know the victims this the victims that because in my mind she didn't do that she had nothing to do with it she's not a lawyer she wasn't representing those victims right. but but again it's like okay but I think everyone just as a human so again I don't think anybody's trying to like pin that on her anymore in this moment at least I think that they were just hoping to get a similar sense of empathy from her, like everybody else in the room and pretty much exactly. everyone else in the country feels. 
<laughs> so yeah, she probably like, just wasn't thinking of it like that. She was thinking of it like I need yeah. to be on the defense all the time because, you know, I know that everything I say can be used against me. I know that the court is considering um, all of her appearances on the show and taking that as possible proof of her knowledge or whatever. So I do get that. I think that she went really hard on Crystal. I don't think Crystal was uh, saying anything to provoke that sort of a reaction. I get that she was kind of being the one to be like, okay, but how about this? How about this? How about that? Like, I get that point yeah. too. In real life, if someone were nagging me like that, I probably would be really annoyed too. But it's not like Crystal's yelling at me. It's not like Crystal's insulting me or, you know, right. using crazy words against me. So her her reaction was not provoked. For and sure. I don't agree with her reaction. Mm -mm. Yeah, same. And I think, like, to piggyback off what you were saying about, like, you know, people thinking that she's guilty. It's like, I think the most of the people are not saying that she is guilty of having her hands in the pot. And, you know, I don't think she went to Tom and said, don't pay out these victims. What she's guilty of is like, all she needed to do was come out and say, look, I didn't have knowledge of this, but I can acknowledge the fact that I did benefit like excessively from these crimes and from money that should have been gone to the victims. Like in that regard, like, where are your morals? You know what I mean? I think at the end of the day, she didn't care where that money was coming from. And she's made that clear. Like, coming from victims, coming from a street corner, she's, she was just happy to have it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> Not saying she's on the street no, no. corner, but I think, like, when you get to that level and you, you know, you're married to this rich guy and he's just sending you this money, you don't care where it's coming from. Mm-mm. You don't no. ask. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Yeah, when my sugar daddies pay me out, I don't ask questions. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, day. so that was a major blow up. She left the house. The The group mm -hmm. was divided. Um, Dorit really kind of offered herself as like a shoulder to, to lean on, to cry on, to Erica. Of course, Diana kind of stuck with that group, too. Diana's kind of just, like, a background character at this point. I almost yeah. feel like they're editing like they're editing her out, like, a little bit more. Because she's really not part of it. Like, I can't imagine. She's almost coming off as, like, a friend of. Like, yeah, I don't know that. she is. Yeah. Not very much housewife. But, mm -mm. I mean. Yeah, so they were a group. Kyle got mad. Um, that, that just seemed like filler drama yep. of Kyle being upset that <laughs> Dorit didn't want to go, you know, shopping for hats. And then of course, Kathy talking about her tequila once again and wanting everybody to try it at the bar, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, which I guess turned into a domino effect because then the cameras went off and all this stuff went down in a nightclub in Aspen where, uh, Pretty much all the housewives that were there, because I think Dorit and Garcelle, I think, were the only ones not in the club, from what I'm hearing. I'm hearing everybody's okay. testimonies, and those two were the only ones not there. And yeah, Kathy apparently, or allegedly, I should say, had a major meltdown, at which everybody kind of attested to, right? I mean, you see yeah. mm -hmm. Sutton's 
uh, confessionals saying that she couldn't believe it. Diana's confessionals. Crystal acted like she didn't know, but I can't imagine she was like on one side of the club and Kathy was on another. I don't know. Right. Yeah. But what we don't know, and I don't know that we ever will, is what exactly happened there, what was said there. I yeah. recently listened to um, a podcast, the Two T's in a Pod. <laughs> <laughs> Tamara Judge is usually a co-host on it, but she was off filming uh, Housewives of Orange County. So Drew Sedora from Atlanta stepped in to co-host with her. And Teddy, I mean, she's friends with the majority of the cast that's still filming. Yeah. So she came from a, a source of her own, of course, not actually being there in person. None of us were. <laughs> and Unfortunately. she, I know, right? She claims that she was told, and she wouldn't name names. She didn't want to throw anyone under the bus. But she claims that Kathy was not upset about the conga line, but rather that she was upset because she went to the DJ and requested that he play Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. <laughs> her bestie. Yeah, she was trying to live her best life. Oh yeah, huh? I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, they were that friends. Like her best friend. That's why she named Paris, Paris, and that's why he named yeah. his daughter Paris. Yeah. Oh shit. And she's his daughter's godmother. Wow, I didn't even think of any of that. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a, yeah. She wanted her best friend to be up in the club so she could show off her moves. I think. <laughs> And then, again, this is all going off of what was said on that podcast. I don't think she knows for a fact. She's only going off of what she heard. So all this Mm -hmm. is hearsay. But uh, what they were saying is that uh, the DJ said no. I read another article saying that when the DJ said no, Kathy went up to another person who worked at the club and asked them. I guess they were rude. So Kathy started her alleged meltdown. And um, they're claiming that she called the DJ an old effing F-word, like the gay Mm F-word. And that is something, I mean, I hate that word. I don't say that word. I don't tolerate that word. I don't even like the the funny, playful way that a lot of people in my community or in our community use it. I just, to me, I don't use that word at all. I don't think it's funny in any circumstance. And if that is true, then yeah, that is a reason to be upset. That is a reason to correct her behavior. Mm-hmm. So if that's true, how do you think that this can uh, come to light? How do you think that they're going to approach this? Do you think they're going to bring this up in the reunion? Or do you think that maybe Bravo is is restricting them from even talking about this officially? I think if Kathy Hilton wasn't Kathy Hilton, it would definitely be brought up at the reunion. Mm-hmm. But given the fact that Kathy Hilton is Kathy Hilton <laughs> and Retta was also saying that she was Kathy's words were saying she's going to take down NBC Universal and Bravo and all of this stuff. And she has the means to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're going to leave it alone. I yeah. think they're going to just chop it up to um, the cameras were not there. So we don't know what happened. Maybe they'll kind of foot around it. Maybe they'll start with like, Kathy, I don't know, were you upset about the conga line? And then they're going to go into probably the Kathy and Kyle situation, which we'll see this week. But Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't see 
Bravo messing with this. Why do you think that is? Uh, like, what sort of lawsuit could she have against Bravo when she is a willing participant on this reality show where you film your every movement? Like, I don't get why she could have an argument against that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know much law. I mean, maybe if anything, some sort of defamation. Um, but, but she also, said when it. You're, she, she did, well, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> but when you're at that level, like when you're in the 1%, <laughs> those people are possible and capable of, of doing anything and getting yeah. anything that they want. Like, I honestly do not put anything past people in the 1%. Um, you never know. Yeah. So, yeah. like, okay. for any other housewife, you know, would they even stand a chance? No. no. But with Kathy Hilton, she she we're not dealing with a regular housewife here. Okay. Well... If I didn't say it enough times, if we didn't say it enough times, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. (laughs) It's all very alleged, okay? Speculation, nothing is fact, Uh, especially (laughs) off camera. (laughs) Right, yeah. Um, Speaking of lawsuits, Miss Diana has been on a lawsuit spree. Uh, We talked about how she was um, sending out cease and desists to multiple bloggers and media Mm -hmm. outlets falsely accusing her of sending bots or creating fake accounts whatever we're calling it these days to attack garcelle's family uh so she was granted a subpoena which i really don't even know that word but they keep using it so i'm gonna use it (laughs) she was granted a subpoena against meta we know that is instagram to unveil the people or person behind the attacks against Garcelle's family, specifically against her young son. And uh, I'm very interested to see what happens of this because I don't feel like that's, how is that a bot? Like what kind of robot (laughs) does that? Like, I think it's people. Well, yeah, I don't think that it was a robot. (laughs) But I do think that, like, you can obviously, like, you can buy followers, you can buy, you know, those pages that just comment on, like, certain sort of hashtags and stuff like that. So, like, there is a way that she could have worked around getting those people to make those comments, for sure. Okay. You know, it's funny. Uh, I worked in a social media job where my title was a social commenter, and one of my duties my pretty much my whole duty was to go and comment on things related to the client and plug in links to then bring you to like the landing page um so it kind of sounds like that's what you're saying of course it wasn't on instagram i don't even know if instagram was that big back then this was in Uh like 2019 or something Oh, 2019, three years ago. <laughs> 2011, when I was 19. Oh, okay. Is what I Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess there probably are still companies that you can hire to comment and stuff like that. I don't really know how that works because the, these are very specific comments. I mean, they were talking, they were using names. They were talking about the family history. They're very specific. I don't know if a yeah. robot can channel garcelle's family history and their mental health and all that stuff but 
I don't mean, know. just something about it just doesn't seem right. Like, I don't know how it could work, mm-hmm. but also, like, I just don't see how else all of these people would randomly just start coming out of nowhere and attacking her son like this, saying the same sort of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Garcelle has been a cast favorite. Diana's brand spanking new it's like the math is not mathing I don't (laughs) think that Diana is and I think that maybe like I I don't know I don't know how it will work out but I think she's kind of shooting herself in the foot with this one but we'll see really I did to me it comes off as she's trying to clear her name but I don't know I I really don't know I mean her name might be clear but that doesn't mean she wasn't involved huh that's very dangerous waters to be in if you're <laughs> circulating around something you might have something to do with. It seems like it might come back all the way around to where it started. Maybe, but so I we'll guess see. we'll have to see. <laughs> Positive thing that she did, though, was donating $100,000 to the families of the Lion Air plane crash victims. That was huge. I mean, $100,000, that's a lot of money. That is what a did lot you think of, of that? Was that, did she get any sort of point, half point in your book for doing that? No, I think she did that for sure. <laughs> I think she did that very narcissistically because I don't know. I've always like just kind of like feel icky when like millionaires and billionaires are like, and look, look at me giving this huge amount of money to these unfortunate people. This makes me such a good person. And it's like, sure, that money is, you know, great. And it's going to help these victims do it silently. Like, let us find out in like five years. Like, she's the one that posted about it. Like, let, like, probably people will find out eventually. You know what I mean? It'd be different if like, you know, one of these Bravo pages is like, oh my gosh, look what I found. Diana actually is, you know, on the sidelines sending money to the victims. But no, she was the first to announce it and break the news and that doesn't like i think she's a very um selfishly motivated person so i don't give her any points for that all right well (laughs) i i I don't have uh i don't have any sort of stock in diana so (laughs) we can leave it there (laughs) um we're gonna get a new episode well as we're recording this it's tonight is when we're getting the new episode followed by the premiere of season three of salt lake city mm-hmm. uh any predictions any hopes for this season of salt lake city oh. yes aside from what we already know right about jen right plea. i'm trying to th- yeah aside from what we already know i think like last season we really started to see, like these girls got like yeah they went full throttle like they are only on season three and i feel like we've already gotten so much from them which is like wow like if you think about like how most of the housewives started of course it was a different time we're talking like 15 years ago but these women are just like they came out ready to rumble so this season honestly like i don't i don't know looking forward to the looks I know mm-hmm. there's going to be some drama. We don't have Mary Cosby on the show anymore. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to touch on that because I know that like Jen and Heather went to her church that was closed. I don't know if they were filming when they did that. And then obviously Auntie Jen's case and 
I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. I've only seen the initial trailer. Yeah. So I have high expectations. I can say that. What about you? Didn't Jen say in that trailer that she was set up by her assistant Stuart? Was that I don't like know a if little she said snippet? it in the trailer, but I did hear that that's what she's saying. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like she's fully taking accountability despite her plea. So I'm I'm curious to see about that. They're really suggesting a shift in the dynamics between the friendships mm-hmm. like uh, Heather and Whitney, Meredith and Lisa and how they're how both groups are connected to Jen. I I think one of them might be taking their side. I I don't remember who. Uh, But I'm excited to see the friends of, we have two ladies named Angie. One of them we saw last season. They did like a charity event. I think it was for like transgender youth or something Mm -hmm. because they have a a child who's transgender. Uh, I don't think we got to see them. So I don't know who they are or how to identify them. But uh, I'm kind of excited to see her. I know that she got a little messy. She was the one that started the whole Lisa um, staging conversations with Whitney. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see that. We have a new Angie. I think she's the one that might have been. I think she's the one that was saying stuff to Jen about how like, oh, if you you better be nice to me if you want me to put money on your books or something. Oh. <laughs> In the preview, yes, really, (laughs) really shrinking Jen down in that moment. Um, And another lady named Dana. So I don't know who said what, but we've never seen either one of them on the show that I know of. I'm excited. We have three friends of and five, only five full-time housewives. It's a little number these days. They will keep us entertained, I'm sure. Yes. We're going to have to start covering that one, too. Whoa. Our first shift in uh, housewife talking language. (laughs) (laughs) Is it just me or, like, I think they swapped Salt Lake? Actually, no, because isn't Potomac, like, usually a spring premiere or spring or summer? I remember you you saying that, and I didn't catch on to it. But once you said it, I, I thought, oh, shoot. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, I don't know what happened. They've pushed it back. And I don't know how to feel about that. Maybe they had to do some more filming with Potomac. Mm -hmm. Because Salt Lake City is usually a November premiere. I only know that because when it first premiered, it was my birthday. And I was like, thank you, Bravo, so much. (laughs) Um, You were looking out for me. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll see. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to Salt Lake City. It's getting cold anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not here in my town. It's it's about 85 right now. But but yes, in uh, general. <laughs> that is disgusting. I'm actually quite jealous. I feel like this yeah, my back is sweaty. Was... <laughs> I'm freezing. I'm like, I need to turn on the oh, heat. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, it's cold. But just in time for Salt Lake. Salt Lake. And then, of course, like you mentioned, Potomac. It's premiering mm-hmm. on, I think it's a Sunday, which I love when shows are on Sundays. Oh, like, yes. I love that. Uh, mm-hmm. Sunday, October 9th. And it's coming in with a 75-minute premiere. That's wow. what, an hour and 15? So, you know, something's going to happen. Yes, yes. <laughs> the accusations of Candace's husband. 
what's his name is it chris chris yes chris. so i don't know if chris is guilty or not but i guess we're gonna find out <laughs> and that makes sense yeah mm-hmm <laughs> That will come on. Oh, yeah, no. Atlanta's fully over. I thought maybe like it was going to go on another couple weeks and then it was going to premiere after, similar to Salt Lake. Oh, yeah. No. But Atlanta it is taking it. Yeah, it's taking Atlanta's time slot. Um, ah, so we missed covering the whole reunion and the finale where She by Sheree finally culminated into this really cool fashion show. I thought. I thought it was cool. What did you yeah, think? Yeah, I think. The fashion show itself was cool, original, artsy. Mm -hmm. um, the fashions, <laughs> at least they were there. <laughs> and Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not knocking Sheree. Like, I could never do yeah. it. Like, I think it, she put she clearly put a lot of work into the fashion show and the fashions. But but you know, the girls are talking. Mm -hmm. and the girls are calling it she by she in <laughs> so yes <laughs> i have seen that i also saw someone posted like a workout outfit on like walmart.com online store yeah uh, and it was like the same pattern yeah yeah same exact suit <laughs> um <laughs> i think that like that's the case with a lot of like modern day fashion fashion designers like they're really putting their name on clothes that somebody else has made. Like they're just branding things. Yeah. Um, we don't really have that many. I mean, we have our classic like fashion houses, mm -hmm. but in terms of like originality and original designs, we don't really have a lot of those that, you know, are to this magnitude, at least yet. I'm sure there's smaller fashion designers. Um, but yeah, she's she's branding. I wouldn't call her a fashion designer. Yeah, I can say that too. I don't think that's shady either because I like her, so I'm not trying to shade her. So yeah, I think oh, I love Sheree. Very yeah. fair, fair analysis of it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I'm glad that we finally got to see something. It's not the original uh, imagination of She by Sheree because I think it was supposed <laughs> to be like couture, right? And dresses. Yeah, that's what I high fashion so maybe she's just starting with like a um what do you call it not fitness clothing like athleisure there you go yes mm -hmm. uh yeah starting with that and uh, I'm, I'm just happy that it's here i'm not gonna be shady i have a lot that i could say but i'm just gonna leave it there i'm glad that it's out i'm happy that she finally yes. made this happen um and that uh you know it the site is up and people are buying it, it sounds like. So, cool. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, Tyrone showed up, her her famous yeah. boyfriend. Um, what did you think? I don't remember seeing him on the show, but I remember there's talks of him so many seasons ago. I don't know if he ever made an appearance. I remember Nini talking about him. Yeah, I remember talking about him, but I don't think I've ever, maybe, like, no, I don't think I've ever seen him. Um, I was a little triggered because it reminded me of dating in Philly. Like, okay. I haven't talked to you in how long, and then you just show up and don't think that you owe me an apology. That's a very yeah, that Philly was... thing. And mm -hmm. I didn't like it. Like, Sheree deserves so much better than that. Um, yeah. I don't know what he was expecting her to do or say by, like, coming and kind of, like, publicly, I guess, professing his 
what do you call it? Interest? I don't know, love interest. <laughs> yeah, interest for her. Um, maybe he thought that he could avoid some sort of argument or something because in a public place, but you should also always be weary of somebody that does that. If he takes you to a public don't... place to tell you big news. Yeah. <laughs> like public proposals, public apologies, those sorts of things. It's like, to me, you're not really giving that person a chance to say and act how they really would otherwise. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I didn't like it. It was icky. And I'm okay. glad she told him off. Yeah, me too. And then he showed up at the actual fashion show. I'm like, she just kicked you out, <laughs> told you to get out. And then you show up again. That was weird. I wasn't a fan of that part. Very um, weird. But I was happy to see Apollo again. He's always nice to look at. He is. He is fine. Yes, he is. <laughs> Threw Phaedra under the bus a little bit. Um <laughs> But uh, it seems like she's unbothered. I remember she made an appearance promoting the Ultimate Girls Trip. And she was just saying, I don't care what Apollo does as long as he's, you know, making money and and supporting the two kids that they have together. Then Mm -hmm. that's all she cares about. So I love that. A queen that's not bothered. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Also takeaway was Kenya Moore um, getting her products into CVS. I think that's huge yeah that's giant that's major mm-hmm. excited for her i know she was talking early on about being in walmart and i don't know if maybe she didn't make the cutoff for that she was saying how mm-hmm. she might have not had the packaging or something in place in time for that deadline but she okay. made it in cbs which is hey that's nationwide too i go to cbs all the time so i'm gonna look yeah. out for that. <laughs> love that for her our girl Sonia, friend of the show, friend of the pod, she uh, said that she was removing her IUD to, I guess, mm. potentially expand their family with her husband yeah. Ross. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. And then we saw Marlo, the peacekeeper of the season, um, reconciling <laughs> with her mother. <laughs> that was actually, that really was genuinely interesting to me to see her mother make an appearance and then. Yeah. You know, they had like an apology with each other, and I don't know. I think it, it humanized her in that one moment, just the one moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then moving on to the reunion, I'm seeing a lot of people say like how the reunion was kind of like a flop. It was boring. Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. Um, I think for an Atlanta reunion, were used to more like the bar is very high for an Atlanta Mm -hmm. reunion. Yes. Um, So in that sense, I can see how some people would consider it a flop, but also given the fact that like, we pretty much have a new ish, mostly new cast. I think I thought it was, thought it was okay. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And uh, I'm not comparing it to, prior seasons i guess that's just kind of how i view things but right um i can see how it wasn't like super thrilling and it wasn't like this giant moment happened and the way i kind of interpret it is that i feel like maybe they're probably for the most part all on good terms with each other they maybe all made up after the the finale um when they filmed that yeah and so maybe there wasn't like a whole lot of passion to be thrown around with the issues that were being rehashed from maybe even a year before that. So For sure. 
that's maybe why no one was fighting i know that's what i like like i want them to get along i don't need them to be screaming at each other or anything so that's fine with me i think the fashion was amazing i think they all looked so so good Mm -hmm. i love that they all had like basically the same color like Mm -hmm. sometimes you have like a, a, a color scheme where someone's yeah. wearing purple, someone's wearing green, you know? But I loved the the uniform look. <laughs> Ensemble. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and with the moat and everything, it was a really cool set. I loved the set. Yeah, it was super cool. Very visually pleasing. I didn't pleasing. immediately get Jamaica, but then Mm-mm. when Andy said it was Jamaica, I was like, I still don't see it, but this is so great. <laughs> I love it. But it's it. still pretty. <laughs> it was pretty. <laughs> yes. So that was that was the moment that we were all waiting for is just just looking at them and enjoying them all. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to know who is your MVP of the season and who needs improvement. Hmm. Who was my MVP of the season? I can I add a category to that? Yeah. First, I want to add a miscongeniality or notable, what do you call it? Note. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I want to first start by saying that I want to give Kenya credit because I think Ooh. this has been her most personable season and I actually thoroughly enjoyed watching her, which I never have before. Yeah. So good got job, one. Kenya. we won one over Um, yes i really really did enjoy seeing her this season okay my mvp i think is going to have to be sonya because she came in i mean of course she was on the show um but seriously like she came in and was never intimidated by these women Mm -mm. she did a really good job of establishing or trying to establish friendships with all of the women individually, which I think is really important. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, like she like she said, she was a fan of the show, so she knew a bit about them, but you didn't really see much like preconceived, mm-hmm. you know, assumptions of these women before she came in. She kind of just wanted to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Um, I respect that. So I think she did a really good job. She was very vulnerable. She brings... Um, you know, a new approach, her being like, you know, a Caribbean woman who's also an Olympian. You see mm-hmm. her humble side, like she's very, very humble, very, very personable um, and can hold her own around these women. Yeah. So I love, loved watching her. Um, yes, who needs improvement? Too. Our girl Drew. Oh, OK. And Marlo. But that's more than improvement. <laughs> um, I think Drew, because she was a favorite last year, was kind of riding that horse. And a favorite now, of yours, or I think you mean she like was a... a crowd favorite? Oh wow! I, I was hearing her consider her herself. Year. She she on that same episode that we mentioned earlier uh, about the whole Kathy stuff. She was saying mm-hmm. how her first season was rough. You know, she didn't feel like she was edited to be like you know, showing the best parts of her, but more of the (laughs) messy parts in her marriage. And she felt like (laughs) she was redeemed this season, which, so I don't know. That's, that's funny that you, that you say that because the opposite. Yeah. So we're totally on opposite sides for her. 
this season. Yeah. Because last wow. season, I feel like I actually felt for her. Like, she seemed more personable. I thought that, like, damn, she she she's in a terrible situation with her husband. I had a lot of empathy for her. And now I'm seeing, like, oh, so you just like being toxic. Like, it's not just your husband. It's also you. And, like, I just felt like she was just reaching a lot. Like, reaching to kind of, like, you know, keep her job, I guess. So. Okay. Just be natural, Drew. That's all right. All. And Marlo, like you mentioned. Um, oh, gosh. She <laughs> do you want her off the show, though? Are we calling for her to, to not be on anymore? No, I don't want her to be off the show, but it would be great if Bravo could supply her with a therapist. Yeah, and some media training. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and maybe a French her. lesson also so she could properly name her shop. <laughs> Her whole ass business, like her LLC, like literally all the official uh, paperwork that you need for this business is misspelled. That's funny. <laughs> I think, yeah, to me, that's just funny. Like, uh, whatever. Yeah, it's funny. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I like that. I like your, your analysis. I like your rundown of the, the cast. There have been rumors of a cast shakeup. Or maybe that's not even the term because I have heard that pretty much every housewife on this season is going to be asked back for next season. Mm-hmm. But there's other that. names being thrown around. I think me and you both knew. And I think it might have been on, on your other podcast where we talked about how Portia was going to be leaving. But literally, it's probably going to be for one season. Like, we're almost right. sure of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, she signed on to the girls trip like right away. So, I, well, right. never mind. I think she might have been a last minute addition. Didn't she replace somebody else that was supposed to be on? Like oh, did Leah she? Or... One of the New York girls, I think, fell out. Oh. And, and she signed on to take their place. I didn't um, know that. And I'm not a Porsche fan. I'm really, really not. Like, I, I dislike her, I can say. I dislike Porsche. But I, I don't think that she ever needed to leave. I think she's really good for the show. I know mm-hmm. she has a lot of fans. I disagree with her fans a lot, but <laughs> it doesn't mean that I need her to be off. You know, I can I yes. can give that to her. It's a TV show. It's not that serious. I'm watching different characters. You're not always going to like every character. Exactly. And so if she comes back. That's cool. I just my fear is that because I like Drew so much this season, I love Sonia. So I'm not taking Drew's side. I'm on Sonia's side mm-hmm. always. But I really enjoyed Drew this season. Like she, I really like her and. I like listening to her uh, interviews and on podcasts. And I just fear that if Portia comes on, that Drew is going to flip back on Kenya and mm-hmm. kind of just take on some of the personality characteristics that I don't like of Portia and make them her own. So I'm just a little worried how the friend groups are going to stay intact if Portia does yeah. come back on. That will be quite interesting. I mean, Portia and Drew were tight first season, right? Or Drew's first season. I mean, yeah. But now that I think about it, I mean, sure, Portia can come back. But after seeing the reunion, it almost seems like this group has, like, outgrown Portia. Yeah. Besides Marlo. Maybe (laughs) her and Marlo will tussle. But I don't know. I think Portia is good for the show. I was a Portia fan She's really lost my interest over the last couple years with this whole Simon, Simon. Guabadian mm-hmm. drama. 
But we'll we'll see. I mean, if she's coming back, I don't think they ever closed that door. So yeah, I I pretty much was sure that she was not going to be off forever. Yeah, I I could guarantee one season. I really truly only expect her to be back for the next season. So I will be yeah. more surprised if she doesn't come back for season mm-hmm. fifteen than if she doesn't come back. For sure, agreed. People are also saying Kim Zolciak. I don't know how. Uh, how much <laughs> credibility that has, but I've been seeing that a lot. I know Andy asked Sheree about it on a recent episode of Watch What Happens Live, and I know that you really don't like her. <laughs> yeah, I do not. Would it bother all. you if she were on the show? Exponentially. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good word. I need to remember that word, exponentially. That's good. <laughs> yes, it would. But okay. hey, not my decision. Yeah. I'm just a viewer, so mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not gonna like stop watching or anything. But yeah, um, I'm here for it if she comes back on. People are also mentioning Nini. I think we we all know. Actually, before we talk about Nini, I think we all know. Well, never mind. Never mind. I say we all know. I'm literally talking about me, myself, and I. That <laughs> Phaedra's not going to be on Atlanta. With Candy no. still there. And as long as Candy's still there, which I don't think there's plans for her to move on, Phaedra's not going to be on. So people are hoping and throwing her name in there being like, please bring her back. Please, we need her. We need her. I would love to see her on, but I know logically she will not be on when Candy is on. And I don't think they no. want to run Candy off just to bring Phaedra on. Um, no. So let's squash that. That's not going to happen. Stop trying to make it happen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and Nini, I... I don't see her coming back on uh, the next season, but who knows? She dropped the lawsuit. She dropped I'm sure the she's, lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah. She's waiting to be back in, in a good spot with Bravo and with Andy, I'm sure. So I don't know. Who knows? It's fun to dream, right? I think it's too soon. Too soon? Well, she's been off for what? Three years? Has it been that long? I guess so. She was on for the COVID season, which was 2020. Oh, that was literally two years ago. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Because <laughs> I remember her reunion when she closes the laptop. When she closes the laptop. Oh, my God. That was so funny. She's one of the ones where, like, I like she does a lot that pisses me off. But she's so funny and she's so iconic. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't go against her like she's I don't know I I can't I can I can reprimand her for like spitting on people and saying really nasty things but she just has so many iconic moments that I love her I really do yeah I love Nini same (laughs) I feel the same exact way (laughs) so it's sad to think of a life without Atlanta this is my number one I have to just wait for Jersey now so that I can feel fully revived yes (laughs) Jersey. And that, Give them a longer Jersey's, season. Yes, right? I, I doubt it, but yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jersey, they finished filming like a little bit ago, but I haven't heard any talks of when it's going to come on. So imagine like they're done filming, hasn't even started airing, which means the reunion's going to happen so many months after yeah. it even finishes. Like that's weird. And it's going to be another short season, I bet. I'm sure it will be. Yeah. I heard that Salt Lake is only going to be like 13 episodes, I think. So Really? It might follow, yeah. I think it might follow those those footsteps. 
And are we getting a Teresa wedding special? Or yes. is that going to be in the season? It'll be right after the finale, a four-part oh, okay. uh, special. Okay. Yes, you're hearing it here. I'm confirming it. I uh, work for Bravo. <laughs> I've been keeping my identity uh, a mystery. Um, but it's out now. So. And now we know. <laughs> and now we know. <laughs> um, and Devin's replacing Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live, everyone. Yes, the news yes. is out. The cat is out of the bag. Yes. Watch so me. congrats to you. Thank you. Can't it's wait. It's an honor. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, I guess this is the last time we're talking about Atlanta on the show until it comes back. Uh, Beverly Hills. I heard that the finale will air. Oh, God. Is it already next week? No. On the 5th? I think that's when the 5th no, is. No. Already? Yeah. Yeah, so there's two episodes until the um, reunion starts. I think it's a three-part reunion. Yeah. Wow. So we'll have it for another month, but four weeks, right? Yeah. All right. I could do I could do with that, but I love my Beverly Hills girls. Me too. Um, so next time you guys hear from us, we'll be talking about Salt Lake. Uh, well, not Potomac yet, so Beverly Hills again. I don't know what else people want to hear about. Like, we've talked about Below Deck a little bit. We haven't talked about it for a while. This season, the Mediterranean's not really keeping my interest that much. I don't know if you're watching it. Yeah, I am. It's, you know, it's I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, same here. I noticed myself getting on my phone a lot, and then I don't realize what had happened for the past 12 minutes. So, I don't know, but... Yeah. Anyways, we're gonna we're gonna do a uh, um, an audience uh, focus group yes. and decide what you all want to talk about. Because I stuck to my word, I'm not watching Kardashians this season. It already came out. Haven't watched it, so don't expect that from us. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did watch it, but oh, did you? Don't expect me to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> We'll go offline for that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so thank you, everybody, for coming back to us. Thank you for your patience while we enjoy our lives. And uh, <laughs> it's good to be back. It's good to be back on. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Do you Love It Pod. And until next time, we will see you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye.